Hello, and welcome to episode 200 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlock. Episode 200. That's a lot of podcast episodes. And on today's episode, I am taking you back to the roots of this podcast. I want to talk to you today about lessons I have learned about being a beginner. I'm going to share with you how I started this podcast and how I was a beginner at it. And then I'm going to talk you through four lessons I've learned about being a beginner. So whatever it is you're beginning, are you beginning a new fitness pursuit, beginning a new weight loss phase? Maybe you're beginning a new career path. We do talk fitness on this podcast, but so much of what we talk about applies broadly to other areas of our life. And today's episode is no different. So we're going to get into this in just a minute. We do jump in. Want to let you know if you are beginning a weight loss phase, it's time to get your name on the Fitter After 40 spring waitlist. We will be beginning before you know it. You can look in the show notes or you can head to kimschlagfitness.com. Get your name on the Fitter After 40 waitlist. This is going to be for you if you want my eyes on your weight loss plan. You want me to help you set your calories, give you your workouts, coach you through the things that have been keeping you stuck then this is for you. Get your name on that list. We're going to be starting this spring, which I know that seems far away in the dead of winter. It's going to be here before you know it. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hello, and welcome to the 200th episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. Wow. When I realized this was episode 200, I started reminiscing about how I started this podcast. And then my thoughts drifted to beginnings in general. And that is what this episode is going to be about. Four lessons about beginning. Let's start with the beginning of this podcast. Come back in time with me to May 2018. I was attending a two-day coaching seminar in New York City. This was an event for online coaches. It was led by my then powerlifting coach, Jordan Syatt. Now, I had only been building my online coaching business for about six months at the start of this seminar. I was happily an in-person coach. I was coaching women from my town, women from my neighborhood in my basement gym, one at a time, and I, I liked it a lot. But as much as I enjoyed that type of coaching, I was seeing the impact that Jordan was having creating online content. He was reaching way more people and helping way more people than I could working one-on-one in my basement. And so I was intrigued by this. And with his help, I began creating content in earnest. To my incredible surprise, people resonated with my message. And before I knew it, I had thousands, tens of thousands of people reading my posts each day. So that's what I was doing in 2018. I was creating content. I heard about this online coaching seminar and I got myself up to New York City. I walked into the gym where the conference was being held day one, morning one, and there were max nine other coaches there total. It was a very intimate setting. And to my absolute shock, I saw a handful of coaches that were just dominating the online fitness space, specifically on Instagram. They had big accounts, like I loved their stuff. They were dominating the online fitness space. And my first thought was like, what in the HE double hockey sticks am I doing in this room with these people? (laughs) And my second thought was, if I turn around and back quietly out this door right now, maybe 
no one will notice. As it happened, I stayed. And those two days immersed in learning with people who were successfully doing what I wanted to do was huge in catapulting me to success. So lesson one about beginning is get yourself in the room with those who are doing what you want to achieve. That could be a literal room or a virtual room in today's post-pandemic world. Doesn't matter which, a combo of both in real life and virtual is a really powerful combination. Whichever way you choose, get yourself in company with people who are already actively engaged in pursuing and achieving what you want to achieve. In terms of fitness, this might be the actual gym. Could be your gym community. It might be an online community. This is one of the reasons in my Fitter After 40 group, I bring in several alumni ambassadors each round. These are women who've already been through Fitter After 40, seen fabulous results from Fitter After 40, and are continuing to work with me in the alumni group. They share what they're eating. They share successes. They share struggles they've had. They share their training. They add perspective. Stop trying to succeed on your own, lady. Get yourself into the room with people who are succeeding at what you want to achieve. Okay, let's move on to lesson two. So back to the seminar, day two of the seminar. In fact, we're in the last hours of the final day of the seminar. And Jordan says to all of us, you need to start podcasts, all of you, not sometime, but immediately this week. I want within the week, I want you to each come out with a podcast episode. He then had us go to the app store and download a free podcasting app that was available at the time called Anchor that is since that has since been wrapped up in Spotify. It's called Spotify for podcasters now. And now something you may or may not know about me is that technology is not my strong suit. I am incredibly, incredibly, <laughs> apparently, apparently words aren't my strong suit either. Incredibly, I am incredibly intimidated by technology. So the thought of learning how to start a podcast was terrifying, but I said, okay, I'll do it. And, and I did. I recorded my first podcast episode just a few days later in, in, uh, companionship with one of the men who was in that room with me. I had never met this man before. Uh, he was not super intimidated by this idea. And he's like, I'll help you. He's like, let's do it together. If you go and listen to episode one of this podcast, it sounds like Nick and I are broadcasting from inside a tin can. The audio is absolute garbage. Like it's horrible. And I sound, besides like the audio itself, that wasn't the only thing that was bad. I sound super strained. Like I am not at all comfortable behind this microphone, but I ripped the bandaid off. I couldn't get better at podcasting until da -da -da, I did podcasting, right? How can you become good at something you've never done? I couldn't host this 200th podcast episode until I hosted that terrible first podcast episode. So the lesson here is to be willing to be bad at something first to get good at it later. Everyone has a day one. The fittest person you know, I want you to picture them in your mind right now, okay? Who is the fittest person you know? That person, believe it or not, and I know it can feel hard to believe, but they had a first day in the gym. They once knew nothing about training. They knew nothing about nutrition. And again, I know that's hard to envision, but they didn't. They at one time were a beginner. 
So be willing to be that beginner. For you to be that expert, for you to be that advanced person, for you to be the person who's fit, who knows how to eat and train, you have to be willing to be a beginner with all that comes with being a beginner. Be willing to be wrong before you get it right. Another great example of this is from my own experience with learning how to do push-ups. And as I tell you the story here, I want to start lesson three in addition to building on lesson two, because this is absolutely an example of lesson two about being willing to be wrong before you get it right. Uh, I needed to be a beginner <laughs> with push-ups before I could be advanced with push-ups, but it also really illustrates well lesson number three of beginning, which is be willing to take steps back in order to take steps forward. Okay, so let me tell you about my push-up training. I'd always really admired people who could do push-ups. And when I started training in the gym for the first time, I was 43, one of my main goals was to do a push-up on my toes. I had done push-ups on my knees. They weren't even that great. And I could not do a single push-up on my toes. Now, the guy who taught me how to lift and I've told the story many times on the podcast before. But the guy who taught me to lift, well, he wasn't a trainer. He wasn't a certified at anything. He was just a 19-year-old friend of our family who loved to lift. We would go to the gym together five days a week, and I would do what he did. Whatever he was doing, I would do. One day, we were doing push-ups, and he said, come on, do those better. And I was, I was trying as best I could. but I, And I was literally, I was going down like inches, like two inches and coming back up. And his advice was, Again, he's not certified anything, didn't know how to be a trainer. His advice was not at all helpful. Literally, he was like a friggin' Nike billboard. Just do it was, was, his, was his brilliant advice. He was just like, come on, get your chest down. And I literally just couldn't. Well, I, I could get it down, but then I couldn't get back up. I would just collapse on the floor. So we kind of came to a standstill that day and we moved on, did other exercises. Within a few months, he'd moved away across the country, moved to California. We'd been training together for three months when he moved away. And I had made an amazing transformation in that time. I'd gotten wicked strong. I'd fell, fallen in love with strength training. I'd lost five dress sizes, but I still could not do a single dang push-up. And I was determined to practice more until I could. And so I did. But the problem was my approach. I just kept coming in every day and performing the same old crappy push-ups I'd always been doing. And so day after day, week after week, month after month, I still couldn't do a single push-up. Finally, I was like, this is not working. This is not working. I'm seeing zero progress. So I started studying about how to go about training for a first push-up. And the answer, surprise, surprise, did not include just keep doing crappy push-ups and one day you'll magically be able to do a good one. The answer was to regress the exercise to an easier version so that I could use great form and get full range of motion. And then over time with this newly built strength in this easier position, I would be able to get lower and lower. And so this is what I did. I regressed. I brought my push up so I was up on a bench. And because of that regression, that taking a step back I was able to progress and I was eventually able to do push-ups on the floor on my toes. So that taking the step back was what led to me moving forward. And this applies broadly, not just to exercises. If weight loss is your goal, for example, let's say weight loss is your goal, you're just starting. 
tracking your food and getting in your steps and eating 130 grams of protein and having vegetables with most of your meals and going to bed at a reasonable hour and on and on and on. If all of that is overwhelming you and you're really not doing any of it fully, you're kind of doing it all kind of half. You're kind of just doing crappy reps of all of it. Pairing back to something easier, maybe focusing on just one of those things, maybe even a part of one of those things can be exactly the thing that allows you to eventually add in another component and then another and then another. Some practical tips in relation to this idea for you specifically with weight loss. If hitting your protein goals feels too big, a step back for you could be to start by aiming for 100 grams daily. If 100 grams daily feels too big for you, a step back from there could be to start with a palm-sized portion at every meal or snack. If tracking your calories feels just too big, that's too hard, you're not being successful, that's like my, your, um, that's like my crappy push-up here with your calories, it's just you're not doing it really, let's have you back up to try just writing down everything you eat to start. If walking 7,500 to 12,000 steps daily is not happening, Try by just getting 500 to 1,000 steps more than your usual baseline. Do that for a while and then up it again, another 500 to 1,000. Do less really, really well to eventually do more, even better. I cannot stress enough how it actually speeds things up for you. Back up to go forward. All right. Lesson number four on beginning, and this is the final lesson we're going to discuss today. It is this. It often feels like not much is happening before you actually see progress. You know, when you clean out your closet and you start off and you're like, yeah, and there's all this energy and excitement and it's going to be great. It's going to be so organized. I can't wait. And you're working and you're working. And then there's that moment and you look around and there is a pile of shirts and pants and dresses on the bed. And there are mounds of shoes and purses on the floor. And there's random receipts and dryer sheets and dry cleaner bags everywhere. And it's just a great big mess. Now, the closet itself is looking pretty great because what's left is neat and tidy. But the rest of the room looks like a garbage dump. I, I hate that part. It often I often get to that part and I'm kind of feeling over it. And I kind of wish I hadn't started anyway because now there's so much work to do ahead. And I just, <laughs> I just want to walk out and close the bedroom door. You know what I mean? I just want to close that bedroom door because who is cleaning all that up? Me. And I don't want to. <laughs> but the cool thing about that moment is that it is all up from there. It is all up from there. When it feels really messy, the pieces start to come together. And bit by bit, I can see I'm getting somewhere. Weight loss progress can feel so much like cleaning out your closet, right? You, you're making this big old mess. And where that happens is near the beginning, you're investing all this time and this energy and you're working and you're working. You're one week in, you're two weeks in, you're three weeks in, and it takes a lot of effort, but you're seeing nothing yet. Like nothing seems to be happening. Keep going. Know that four weeks in, five weeks in, six weeks in, you're going to start seeing the fruits of your labor. You will see it all coming together if, if you don't quit. And that is lesson number four on beginnings. And that brings this 200th episode of the Fitness Simplified podcast to a close. I have many, many more episodes in me. And I want you to know that I do not take it lightly that you choose to spend your time here listening to me. Thank you so, so much for your trust. I will catch you next week.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you.